everyone. Welcome to the Happy Health Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Catania. Each week, we'll discuss all things to make you happier and healthier. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. It's Amy. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Health Podcast. Today, I have a guest, Ms. Holly Blazina. Holly is an Ayurvedic gut specialist, yogini, and flamenco guitarist who founds her kryptonite in chronic fatigue, candida, food sensitivities, and insomnia. She spent nearly 25 years figuring out how to get her life back so that you can have yours too. Now she's a creative powerhouse in her 50s with energy to burn. Holly helps people with IBS, food sensitivities, and microbiome issues get to the bottom of their digestive struggles with one-on-one consultations and her Gutsy Yoga member program. In this episode, we will discuss how she helps people solve their gut issues through figuring out their exact type. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, it's Amy. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Health Podcast. Today I have another guest and we have Miss Holly. Thank you for being here, Holly. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me here, Amy. No problem. I just love your story and everything that you are doing and have done. And I just can't wait for the audience to, to learn about you and working with you and everything that you are doing. So let's get right into it. How did you get to where you are and what you ha- you're doing with your life? Oh, well, that already that's an in-depth question, isn't it? <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> it started off that when I was in my late teens, I got chronic fatigue syndrome or I got, I had mono, which led to mm-hmm. chronic fatigue, which I had for over a decade. Oh, wow. And at the same time, as I was healing from that, so, I mean, I was on this horrible diet for, I don't know, it seemed like years, it mm-hmm. probably was years, but anyway, I started to get better once I started doing yoga. And around the same time as I started doing yoga, I started playing flamenco guitar which I had already been playing classical guitar, but flamenco was what I had always wanted to do. So, I mean, you know how it is in health circles when people says, oh, and people say, oh, you know, you're really, um, you know, if you're fatigued and things like that, maybe you're doing the wrong thing. Right. Or, or maybe you're just not doing the right thing. Right. So in that particular case, I mean, I just found that once I started playing flamenco, Uh once I started doing yoga, then I started to heal, Mm -hmm. which I wasn't healing before that. And then once I started playing flamenco, I was just so lit up. It's like, I couldn't be fatigued and depressed and with candida. (laughs) I totally get it. So, so the, um, and, and now you're helping people with their gut health, right? So you're, you're, so that's your whole, and you found that you got to that point because you started with figuring out what your diet with yoga. So like, how did that, how do we make that connection? So how do you go from yoga and playing the guitar to helping people with their gut? With their gut health. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so let's, let's just segue into a thing and then I'll segue back Mm -hmm. out, which is what is Ayurveda? Yeah. So Ayurveda is the ancient naturopathic system that came up alongside the yoga tradition. Mm. So Ayurveda is what you need for your body and your mind and how to use your energy so that you can realize the the enlightenment that the yoga Mm. system promises. And one of the things that I tell my clients is you don't have to be a yogi to benefit from the Ayurveda system. You don't have to do yoga. I always love to see my people do yoga because it helps their gut health so much. But, um, or at least my program does, um, (laughs) (laughs) it helped me before, before I developed it too. Right. Um, and so for me, 
starting in my yoga. Well, I mean, I, I started doing yoga and actually it was interesting because I was in physiotherapy for a playing injury and my physiotherapist found out that I did yoga uh -huh. and she said, we'll never stop doing yoga because if you do your playing career will be over. Oh, wow. Yeah. So for me, I'm a big, a go bigger, go home type mm -hmm. of girl. So if I was going to never stop doing yoga, I wanted to make sure that I would never be without the tools. So I decided to go and do a teacher training in yoga. Oh, amazing. So of course, I being the go big or go home, I found the most comprehensive teacher training that I could find <laughs> available to me at the time. And I went and did that one, which was a two year program. Wow. And then in the process of that, mm -hmm. I mean, you, I couldn't not hear about Ayurveda. Right. So, but it was, it was at that time in our history, Ayurveda was just like a little whisper. Now right. it's a word that gets thrown around all the time, but you know, yeah, like I know somebody, we were just talking before that we actually started the podcast that people may know the word because it's used on like, for like, on like products for marketing and stuff, but like the actual, like, what is it? People have no idea. So it's, mm -hmm. it's great that you're actually educating and telling people what this is. Um, and so I know you, you help people with their gut issues. And we were talking before on, on typing. So that's a huge thing. So I see gut issues with the gym, with essential oils. It's a, it's a constant thing, digestion, digestion, digestion. And I know a lot of people know this already, but your immune system lives in your, like big part of it lives in your gut. Like, and I know that's a huge part of just general health. Um, and it's also something that people don't not, don't tend to address unless you're really into the natural world <laughs> you know it's yeah. a common thing so how, so how do you help people when you're when somebody comes to you where, what's the the plan for them like how do you go about that well so the first thing i do when people come to me is i i want to know what their ayurvedic type is but i also want to find out what their digestive type is okay and so this is something that i i've found myself developing along the way because when you're in order to determine somebody's constitutional type, I mean, there are three main aspects, okay. but we express all three of them in a variety of ways, right? Yeah. So you could have, I mean, somebody like myself, I'm tridoshic, which means that I have all three in approximately equal quantities. Mm -hmm. That means that some parts of me are going to be more one type than the other. Right. And so as I started working with people's digestion and even in working with my own digestion, I'm mm -hmm. going, well, I'm tridoshic, but my digestion is fairly pitta, meaning right. that it's quite fiery. I get hungry really easily. I'm a big eater. Um, spicy food doesn't necessarily work so great for me. So those are, those are the kinds of things that, and then if somebody comes and they've got say pitta type digestion, mm -hmm. then they may be prone to certain expressions of, right. of issues. Right. So uh, how do you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead, please. I just have so many questions. <laughs> so what, um, a couple, I think breaking down like the different types, because I know, I know the words that you're saying, like pizza and all that, but people are probably like, what did she just say? Like, what, no, <laughs> what sure. is it? Like, what are the types? And then how do you figure out, and this may be too in depth and you can tell me if it is, but how do you, how does somebody know if they're one type or another and, and that's part of what you do right it's that's part of what I do is I help people discern what their type is right. but in general um, I mean Ayurveda revolves around the five elements okay. of earth water mm -hmm. fire air and ether mm -hmm. so each of the the three types court has has two corresponding elements okay so kapha mm -hmm. is 
you know, it's the element of earth and water. Okay. Pitta is the element of fire, but then it also relates to the blood. So therefore water as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Vata is the quality of air and ether. So the thing that I always tell people is that, again, we all have all the types. If we had right. no Kapha, we wouldn't have a body. Right. If we had no Pitta at all, we wouldn't be able to keep it warm. Uh -huh. And if we had no Vata, we wouldn't be able to move or think. Got it. So we've got all of them, but then right. each person has got maybe more of one than another. Got it. I love it. So And then, so we, we take that and then you... So you do this through diet, you do this through yoga, like what do we, somebody signs like, you know, they're, they're like, okay, I, my gut is a mess. What can they expect? So what they do is they'll come in, work with me, I'll, I'll help them number one, sort out what their digestive type is. Mm -hmm. And then I usually right away give them a list of, of um, foods that are generally suitable for that type. Right. And then in the next session, so, and I, I usually refer to, refer to that list as the short list mm -hmm. because it's not, it's still, it's still very general. It's still somewhat imperfect. We're all still individuals within right. that. Mm -hmm. And so then the next session, after they've had a chance to work with that a little bit, we've narrowed it down a little, mm -hmm. and then we start to get a chance to tweak, well, what's really working and what's not working. And I will even pendulum test. In fact, it's, it's funny. One of my past clients told me that she's going to get her allergies tested. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, let's, let's actually figure out which ones you're going to be tested on and let's do the pendulum test first oh, and then do the, the medical yeah. test so we can yeah. see how it works out. But generally speaking, I find that most of the time it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I actually was, I'm allergic to wheat and um, I was uh, muscle tested for, for wheat. Um, and for those that don't know, it's just, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> muscle testing, but um, it, I was muscle tested for wheat be way before I actually got like the medical tests that said I'm allergic to wheat. So it, there's definitely something to finding these things out in a, in a more, what people would say, woo woo way. But this yeah. is how people found out years ago when, if they were, you know, if something went well with their body or didn't. Well, and you know, your body already knows what works for it and what doesn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, so then I, I do that and then and then I kind of take a look at what are the next steps that we need to take because one of the things I say in my practice all the time is that it's a lot of times in our culture we think, oh, well, if we just stay away from all of the foods that are aggravating us, we're going to heal. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we need another step or two. So it could be that we need other specific foods that are going to help to to restore the gut lining. Yeah. Sometimes we need certain supplements that are going to help to restore the gut lining or we'll get there faster if we, if we supplement. Mm -hmm. And then one of the other pieces that I've found that's just been remarkable is that, you know, we think, you know, for example, you, you're allergic to wheat. Right. You might think, well, I'm, I'm allergic to wheat. I'm always going to be allergic to it. Not so. Yeah, I know. I, what's, what's crazy. And I think I've actually talked about this on this, on my, on a different episode, but when I went to Prague, I was able to have wheat, but in America, I cannot. <laughs> well, and, and that's because the wheats are two different substances in North America than they are in Europe. Yeah. And at the same time, I can say I, I was allergic, not just sensitive and not just lactose intolerant, but allergic to dairy for many years. Yeah. And the last time I went and got my allergies tested, I'm not allergic anymore. 
Oh, wow. That's crazy. My sister has been, my oldest sister has been allergic to dairy. Like you put a drop on her skin and like it makes her itch uh, and obviously it closes her throat uh, for years and she's in her forties now. So I, I don't know. That should be willing to. <laughs> she's well, I, I don't know if we're going to start experimenting, but you know, you know, but I know, but I don't know if she would do the things to actually get to the point of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and some of those things are, you know, they're fairly substantial and, and at the same time. And so for myself, I don't necessarily promise and promise to even work with anaphylactic allergies, yeah. but sometimes allergies and sensitivities, they're, they're emotionally driven. Mm -hmm. So would you like to hear a little story? Oh about yeah, that? let's go for it. This is so, a topic I, we've never discussed. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, so this, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so as we talked about at the beginning of the, of the show, mm -hmm. I'm a flamenco guitarist and, and I'm a serious one. I've done a recording yeah. and all of that. So at times I've gone to Spain to study. Well, there oh, was wow. one time I went to Spain and I was studying with this guy who was, he, the man was such a handful. Like he was just so intense <laughs> and it was, it was hard. To, I found it hard to deal with him. And I found yeah. it in some ways, even a little bit traumatic dealing mm -hmm. with him. And at the same time, one of the things that is common in Spanish culture is this food called tortilla, which mm -hmm. is like a potato omelet. Right. And you can make a very gourmet version of it, or you can go to the store and you can buy pre-made tortilla. Right. And you can just eat it. So I, this was a staple for me while I was there because it was quick. You can just, you know, grab right. a chunk of it and have a salad and there's your food, right? right. So over the time that I was being in this situation where I was feeling kind of traumatized there, I, I became actually a little bit food neurotic mm. and this is unusual for me, but I really got to the point where I didn't want to eat. And so I was really like, I was at a point where it's like, okay, if there's something that I want, if I'm walking past a bakery and there's something that calls my name, I'm just going to go in and have it because right. I know I need to eat. I'm losing weight. Right. So anyway, fast forward after dealing with this person, I came back to my home here in Canada and then I was, I noticed that I was eating things with potato in them and I was getting kind of like zizzed in, like it was affecting me. Right, right. Yeah. And I realized that I had developed a sensitivity to potato. Wow. That's because it was linked with like your emotions. Is that? Yeah. Cause it was linked with all that stress that I was right. going through when I was there. And so I just, you know, like, and I, I worked on, I, first of all, honored, honored my body and said, okay, right. it's not like a potato right now. Just left that alone. Yeah. And then at the same time, just did my personal work and my emotional work around the things that had happened mm -hmm. while I was there. And then after a little bit of time later, I started eating potato again and it was just fine. That's so interesting. I wonder what, what is it linked to? Cause I know like um, essential oils, they work because you know, like your, your olfactory nerve is connected to your limbic system, which is where your memories and your emotions are stored. So like when you smell like uh, baked cookies, freshly baked cookies, it brings you back to a memory, right? So that's what, that's yeah. part of like essential uh, oils and aromatherapy trigger emotions and stuff. And you can, you can, um, there's a practice of actually smelling an oil and anchoring a feeling while doing that. And it's interesting that this is the opposite. It's like anchoring a feeling and emotion and, and trauma almost while eating a food. 
That's that's crazy. Oh, well, it's kind of not what we want to be doing. No, I know. It's, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> what are they going to do? Not eat for a month? Right. right. Yeah. It's like so. it's something that you can inadvertently do and not even realize is happening. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, so here's here's the, as you're talking about that, I'm, I'm making that connection because, I mean, we all talk about the gut-brain axis. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we don't all, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a concept <laughs> that's out there. And so I've been calling it the gut brain heart access, mm-hmm. but really, and I, I'm, I'm just kind of now flying by the seat of my pants and going, yeah. well, there's the whole central column, like that whole nervous system that yeah. lines our central column. So mm-hmm. all the way from the top of our head to, you know, the perineum yeah. for that matter, all of the, that entire nervous system totally affects your gut, totally affects your emotions. So those, there's a lot of feedback that goes back and forth between yeah. things. No, I, 100%. And I think it's, it sounds like it's out there, but I mean, if you think about, um, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know if I'm like, you know, you know, picking up what you guys are putting down, but think about like when you're nervous and you get like butterflies in your stomach or when you get a, a nervous, t- you know, you have a big presentation and your stomach starts hurting, it's all connected, right? That's an emotion and it goes to your stomach. So it's, well, it's it is. Tied. And we've all had the experience of having something happen that is just so devastating that you can't eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we've all had that experience. Yes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So I want to go into, I know you help people with like IBS and we've talked about food intolerances and microbiome and I know um, microbiome issues. And I know that's a huge thing. Like I know a ton of people IBS and it can be debilitating and really hard for them to like live their lives if they're not addressing it. But what I see a lot is that a lot of times people don't even know the right way or not. I I don't want to say the right way. They don't know a, a good way that works for them that actually gets them to a point where they're like, oh, my IBS is under control and, and all that. So let's, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do with people for IBS and other issues? Yeah, exactly. So, so IBS, I mean, and it, again, this is one of those, those things that start, it, like it just started to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh. And are, are we still, we, we lost you for two seconds, but we'll just go oh, right okay. into it. So it just, you, you were saying it just started yeah. to happen. It just started to happen that people were coming to me with IBS issues. And as it turns out, I, I don't know what it's like in the US, but here in Canada, people go to their doctor and they say, I mean, one of my clients just said, well, as soon as you've been diagnosed with IBS, your doctor basically says, oh, I can't help you because that's stress. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I know for everybody that I know that has like Crohn's or IBS is kind of like, oh, well, this is just something you're going to be dealing with for the rest of your life. Good luck. Figure out what foods irritate you and don't and just kind of. Well, and again, it's not about the foods. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is about the foods. Obviously, you can't yeah. eat, keep, you know, like you're talking about your sister with her anaphylaxis. I mean, yeah. she can't just go and say, oh, it's not about the food. And just right, right. Yeah. That's not going to work. But at the same time, what's underneath the food? Mm-hmm. So, so again, with a person with IBS, I take a look at what their, how their symptoms are manifesting. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I start to put them into those, those categories. And a person can be more than one digestively as well. Yeah. So again, put them into those categories, shortlist their food. So that's the first thing is that they have to be comfortable eating mm-hmm. something. Right. So we find out what they can eat comfortably. Yeah. And then after that, we start to address what else is going on. 
Love it. Love and it. so again, that can be, you know, what's happening in their stress levels, what's happening for them emotionally. And I mean, we're not talking 20 years of therapy here. Yeah. We're talking first session, bang, you're getting some results. Oh, wow. And right? so like how, in, how long, like if somebody comes with you, I was, and I know it may be different for each. It, it, it is different for each person. Um, it, and it's going to depend on their commitment level. It's going to depend on their resistance level. And I know <laughs> as a person with some resistance, I don't always have control over that. Yeah, I <laughs> but, if I'm willing, I always know that I'm going to get there. Yeah. And, and they will too, if they really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that said, I mean, my latest client who signed up, she, yeah. you know, tried everything, went to her doctor and the whole thing, begged me for a session when she signed up. She says, can you do this with me today? Right. And I said, yeah, sure. As it turns out, I've got time this afternoon. I'll shuffle a couple of things. And she messaged me the following day saying that she had only just done some of the, like the little suggestions mm-hmm. that I gave her and said she was already feeling better. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, little things. I'm, and I'll, I'll, I'll just give one thing to your right. audience, which is, you know, like we, we've all heard of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And what's the opposite of fight or flight? Rest and digest. I love it. Right. So if you want to digest your food, sit down, make sure that you're actually there, that you're not multitasking, that maybe you take a couple of deep breaths, like those diaphragmatic breaths. I mean, you as a trainer, you know, the importance of breathing properly. So make sure that you arrive at your plate and that you tell your body that it's safe to eat now. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. I know. And it's, it's a huge thing. So I had a, um, a pretty severe skin issue happen about a year and a half ago. And I did a million tests under the sun, like everything. And the only thing that was wrong with me was that my immune system was just overactive and it was because of stress. It was because of, and literally my diagnosis was I had to rest. I had to stop working out. I had to stop working so much. I had to make sure I was sleeping. And that was at the top of the list. Yes, we worked on foods and I did this whole, I did a, a, you know, like a cleanse and all that stuff to to help clear up the actual skin. But when my, when I got the packet from my doctor, I actually had to go to Atlanta. I had to fly to Atlanta because he, this doctor specializes in, in these things. Um, And he literally like the first like five pages was all on like not diet, not supplements, was all just like, this is how much rest you need. This is how much you need to sleep. This is how much, and no other doctor does that. Like that. <laughs> and I just love, um, I think it's, it's missing in our society. And that's why I love having people like you on the, the, the podcast, because it's so important. So we all want, like, just tell me what to eat. Give me a meal plan. Give me with supplements. And those are important, but we need those other things of like, just what you said, like when you're eating, sit down and rest and like, you know, yoga and like what that does for your body. Like it, there's bringing so many other aspects to healing and to helping our body do what it wants to do. Cause our body wants to heal that we don't even consider. So I just, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, I think it, it, it bears just taking like another step into that mm-hmm. because in our culture, the way that it is right now, where we're doing so much online, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, where I am, everything is almost still totally shut down. Oh, wow. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm having me- meetings online all day long. Right. 
And so this is, this is the thing about, I mean, and we talked about the, the different types, right? Mm -hmm. So Vata is the quality of air and ether, and it tends to get up high in the mind. Mm -hmm. And it also has to do with not being in your body. Right. If we were only Vata beings, we wouldn't have bodies. Right. And so here we are in this virtual land that we're in, where we're constantly on our devices, we're constantly on Zoom calls, we're just, and, you know, driving everywhere and right. all of these things. It's very easy, even if you don't have a lot of Vata in your system or in your constitutional profile, mm -hmm. it's very easy for anyone in our culture to end up with a Vata imbalance because we're constantly projecting our consciousness outward and we're constantly being somewhere other than yeah. where we actually are. Totally. And I think that's part of why um, a lot of people are feeling disconnected to themselves right now. Like we don't know, is that part you, would you say that that's part of it? I'm just like, Absolutely. I'm just trying to connect things. Absolutely part of it. Yeah. That's amazing. No, no questions at all. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So tell people a little bit more and like how they can, what I know you do, you're, you alluded to it already that you do one-on-one -on -one, so people can sign up to do a one-on-one -on -one meeting with you. Um, like mm -hmm. get a coaching call. Um, and I know you have a Facebook group. So tell, cause you have like the best name for your Facebook. Group. Oh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about what that is and like, how do people find it on Facebook and like what they can expect? Cause I know, I know people and a lot of people that um, are listening to this are in my Facebook groups and are into Facebook. So tell oh, us all about that. Cool. So my Facebook, my Facebook group is called big gutsy life. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I decided to call it that honestly is because for me, like I didn't decide that I wanted to be a great digester just mm -hmm. so that I could, you know, hold up the digestion trophy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I have things <laughs> I want to do in my life. Yes. And they're big things. Right. Right. I yeah. mean, big yeah. things. Right. And I think there's the, the world is full of people right now who want to do big things. And at the same time, if your digestion is the thing or is, is one of the things that's holding you back okay. or not even not, I mean, I, I know people who have digestive issues who are doing big things, but it's like how much of their energy and their consciousness is their digestion taking up that it needs to not take up. Yes. I love it. So yeah. yeah, that's why I decided to call it that. So in my, inside my Facebook group, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to make it a super high value group that when mm -hmm. I'm posting things in there, it's just like, and I mean, my business is called bite-sized lifestyle. Yeah. So like just those little morsels, right. That you can go, Oh, have I had my water today? Or, yeah. Oh, have I taken my deep breaths today? <laughs> or when's the last time I did that? Love so it. Things like that, things like some of my free offers that will be, you know, they come out throughout the year. I've got, um, I call it the gutsy webinar. So yes. I'm going to be doing that, either that or some kind of a, a, a Q and A. Mm -hmm. And, and again, for people who are, I mean, there's lots of people who are in Facebook, which I love. And then there's people who are not in Facebook mm -hmm. and I love those people too. I really respect that and honor that. And so if those people would prefer to join on Zoom for those types of things and they don't want to involve themselves with the group, mm -hmm. then they can just add themselves to my mailing list. 
Oh, awesome. Okay. And I will put all this info. If you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I need to find her. She's like the exactly what I need. I'm going to put all this in the show notes. You'll know exactly. You could just click on there. You'll find her website and her Facebook group link. All that will be in there. So you'll be able to find it easily. So one thing I really want to touch on um, before we, we wrap up is how important it is to address. Like you hit the nail on the head when you said like you did you focused on your gut because you had all these other big dreams and to focus on, I know you have like an album and all these things that may not have happened or may not have happened in the way that they happened because you were so focused on your, your gut health. And I think it's something that holds people back now. I know like when I was dealing with my skin thing, I was doing things and I was still working, but my mind wasn't a hundred percent there. It just couldn't be because I was so miserable. So it's, it's the same thing for, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're, you're not, your digestion is not where it needs to be, or you just don't feel well right now, you may, it may, I would probably guess it's your digestion. Cause that's, that's the first place I always tell people, how's your gut? You know, your gut tells you a lot. So for sure. back. So not for sure. So just tell us a little bit about like, you know, how freeing and how like, how it opened up your possibilities when you were able to handle that, like what that looked like for you. I, I love it that you asked that question, Amy, because, you know, for me at first, when I healed a lot of the, the, the sort of really present problems with my gut, like the brain fog and the, the fatigue and all right. of that, you know, it's like, and I'm a pretty high energy person. So it's like, I went through life and, you know, just kind of threw myself at it for a while. And then there was one moment I woke up and I went, you know, I actually haven't got all my energy back yet. Mm. And then I decided that at that moment I said, okay, that's it. I got about 75 or 80% of it back, but I know there's more, right. I know there's more. And so I, I sought to to really get that. So I went in and dove deeper Mm. into it and dove deeper into my health. Yeah. And, and again, it wasn't like this big, Oh my God, I got to do this. (laughs) No, it was like, I, I, I did it because I was inspired and I wanted to feel great. Yeah. And I knew that I could feel great. I knew that that was available to me. And so I did. And then it was after that, that I, found that I had the energy to record my album yeah. and if there's I mean every all of us are creative in some way I can say that recording that album took all of it right it's like it took all of my energy and then I was still exhausted at the end of it for <laughs> a little bit right right it's it's one of those things you know like it's literally I was birthing this thing yeah <laughs> and yeah and, and I'm, I'm so happy that I got the opportunity to do that. And that I made the opportunity to do that. And, you know, just, you know, the, the stamina that it took to bring that to life and to realize it, it's just, and, and the thing that I would say to, to anybody is just like, oh my gosh, if you can have that experience in life, please get it. Right. Yes. I love it. Um, when you were talking, it made me think of, um, do you know, Les Brown, he's a motivational speaker. Um, sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he has this, he's all about like quotes and stuff. But one, one thing that he always says is that, um, we all have like special gifts that only we were given and on your deathbed, do you want, do you want to, and I'm totally paraphrasing cause he, he has this whole like story on it, but on your deathbed and do you want to have regrets that you didn't 
do something that was in you, right? That it's going to die with you because you didn't put it out into the world. And it makes me think like some people don't even get the opportunity to do that thing because they feel so miserable and they may not even know that they feel miserable because it's like the norm to like, as you age, you're like, you're supposed to feel this way and you're supposed to feel tired and you're supposed to feel this. And I mean, I wish you guys, I knew I, I could actually see Holly right now because we're on a Zoom, but she does not, can you mind telling, I could say your age. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, she might not want me to tell the whole world. She's 50 and she does not, you know, I mean, check out her picture when I, if you're looking on the website or um, on my Facebook or Instagram, there'll be a picture and you, you can tell she's just vibrant and has energy and it's, you haven't subscribed to this, this, you know, age. And you're also saying this was in me and it took everything and I birthed it. And I was able to do that because I healed myself and I, I got rid of this, this thing. So it's like, it makes me think of Les Brown, like you on your deathbed are not going to say, oh, I have a regret because, you know, I was too sick to do this. You're saying, you're going to say, I did it. Well, you for know, sure. I too, put it too out to the world too scared to, or just yeah. not even, not even that I was still sick. I didn't, it's like you say, I didn't know that I was still sick. That wasn't right. in my consciousness, but, right. but, um, you know, just, and, and again, that idea that if there's something left in me, I want to leave it on the stage. Yes. You yes. know, I want to leave this life with having left everything on the stage. Yep. And it's, it's so amazing to me. And like, I, um, I've been interviewing a couple different people and everybody has very similar um, I want to like heroin stories, like you were saying before we got on the podcast. Yeah. Um, like when I, I was raw vegan for quite some time and I used that to heal myself from um, the regular diet. Like I grew up eating regular and it was in that moment when I was in the, that moments of when I was doing that cleansing diet that I decided to not be an accountant anymore. And I wanted to go help people. And I always wonder if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't changed my diet, would I be interviewing you on a podcast about happy health right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not. not because you know what? And this is, this is something that I just really, I'm just like burning to share this with, yeah. with the audience as well is that in Ayurvedic understanding, digestion is not only about food. It's about mm -hmm. digesting life and impressions mm -hmm. and emotions and experiences. So our digestion is it's actually in our whole body when That's, we're digesting well, we're processing life. Yeah, oh, I love that. I've never thought of it like that. Like your your digestion is you digesting information. Like that's just like mind blown right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I love it, love it. Uh, I'm totally putting that in the, <laughs> the show notes. It's like like digesting life. Like when you're doing all this, when you're healing, and when you're doing, you're it helps you digest things better. That I've never thought of it like that. Like, well, so then to come back to your story about deciding to not be an accountant anymore in, in changing up the way that you were eating mm -hmm. and to do that in a way that worked for you and worked for your climate and yeah. all of that, then you're, it's like you're synchronizing yourself and you, you can't cleanse your digestive system without cleansing everything else too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, it, and I know it sounds crazy if you've never done if you're listening to this and if you've never done anything like that, like, and felt that, but it got to a point where I, I literally couldn't be an accountant anymore. Like there was just, it just wasn't, I couldn't move forward. And it was so weird because everything in my 
world, you know, like I went to school for it and I, it was a good job and Melissa was telling me I needed to go, but I, my soul was saying I couldn't do it anymore. And it's just, well, for sure. There was actually literally something in your life that you couldn't stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is so interesting. I love it. So if you are out there listening to this, like, you know, I don't feel that way or I, you know, you feel stuck. Like this is it. Like this is your, this is us knocking on your door saying, Hey, check out your gut. See, see if there's something that you need to, you know, check out in Holly's Facebook group that may, you know, may trigger something in you that you start moving towards, you know, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I never would have guessed I would be where I am. And I'm sure you may not have guessed that you'd be having an album out. Like we just don't know. So it's, it's kind yeah, of, we don't know. And, and then again, this is the thing I want to say too, is that inside my Facebook group, I mean, I, I have a lot of times when I check in with my clients and they're starting to get results and I say, okay, yeah. what are you doing? And they tell me what they're doing. It's like, oh, you're doing the free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so there's, there's really high value in the yeah. offers that I have. And oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah with me like I have a, a group on happiness and then I have one for essential oils and a lot of times you don't necessarily have to get all the things I mean it helps that's why we have them it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but you can totally get value wherever you want to start and then take it from there what I find is when when you're getting value at the the, the free point you just want to go down the, the rabbit hole and say what else can I what else can I do what else can I do well and, and what else is available better. to me I mean you can actually ask that question okay so I'm am I at 100% capacity yet yeah yeah yep I love it all right is there anything else you would like to share this has been amazing um I I think that's all I mean I of course I could talk right. all day yeah. and <laughs> lots of times I do <laughs> but maybe that's a good place to leave it for now <laughs> All right. So to wrap up, um, I always ask my guests these three questions. So first question is, what is a good book recommendation? So my all-time favorite book is Byron Katie's Loving What Is. Love and, and I have to say that process has absolutely changed my life. Mm. And it's changed the way that I di digest experiences. Yeah, totally. I love that book. I have the actual hard copy and the audio book. So I, I, I actually, I, I gave my copy away because I wasn't using it anymore, but I still yeah. do the process. Yeah. I love so. it. The, the audio book is cool because she's actually interviewing. You can hear the yes. full size wow. of it. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. You hear her and then you hear the person that she's interviewing. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, read, check out the, that book. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, I think everybody should read that or listen to it. It's a good one. All right. Yeah. So second question. What's one daily habit that is a must for you? My one daily habit that I don't anymore go a single day without doing, I mean, there's lots of things that I go without on, yeah. you know, one day or another, but I never fail to do at least a few minutes of meditation. Love it. And by med and, and I have to say, I was not, I was, I was a very reluctant meditator, mm -hmm. very, yeah. very reluctant. And I just I finally just, you know, tried a bunch of things, found my path through. So so if somebody's listening and they're like, oh, meditation, uh, just, you know, keep doing what calls you. And yeah. there's, there's lots of different types of meditation. So just find something that works for you. And the thing I would say, it doesn't have to be for an hour, mm -hmm. you know, but a little in the morning, a little bit at night, 
Love it. It was funny is that the, the episode before this one um, is the, the person I was interviewing, her whole thing is meditation. And oh. I mentioned meditation on a, on a podcast about like goal setting or something. So I, <laughs> I think people are seeing themes like successful people, all the successful, like highly successful people that we know and like the media and stuff, they all say meditation. And then almost every single guest that I have on is like, oh, meditating. I either that's their thing. Like that's what they do for a living or it's not, but they come back to it. So it's a theme. So if you're listening to this and you haven't tried meditating, there is a theme. Everybody keeps mentioning it for a reason because it is. Well, well yeah. <laughs> and, and like, however, however you connect with yourself, mm -hmm. that's, that's meditation. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yep. The last guest was saying like, she tells people that it could do walking meditations or to do like, there's all sorts of different ways to do it so it's amazing that and like it's so funny it just keeps coming up like yeah. the universe is telling you to meditate because it yes. keeps coming yes. up <laughs> you've heard it three times gotta give it a go yeah exactly <laughs> all right last question um given that this is the happy health podcast if you can tell people one thing to help them be a little bit happier and one thing to be to be a little bit healthier what would you say so the happier one is a specific gratitude practice mm. So I was, I was like the gratitude Grinch for a long time. <laughs> I just thought like all this gratitude stuff is a bunch of nonsense. And then I heard this practice and, and it really, it really grabbed me. Um, I heard it from Joan Borisenko. I don't know if you've heard of her. I have not. Um, anyway, she deals with a lot of people with trauma helps people get past their trauma. And so she, the gratitude practice that she recommends is at the end of the day, you write down a new gratitude that you have never been grateful for before. And she said, what it does, and I can tell you this is, this is already true for me because I've been doing it, I don't know, maybe 90 days or so. I haven't kept track, but, but um, what happens is that it rewires the way that you think. Mm because all of a sudden you know you're going to go to the end of the day you're going to look you're going to say oh what was i grateful for and you start to look for it in advance right so and so i ended up starting this little gratitude group with a couple of friends and we do it on whatsapp and at the end of the day we just message each other and say what we're grateful for i love that so and it's it's changing like it's changing stuff for all of us that's so it's so simple and and powerful like it's yeah it's a super simple thing like you could just put it in like your notes app or you can just like you said get a friend or a group of friends and very very simple thing that can have a huge impact so love that thank you yeah yeah for sure and what about the healthier one the healthier one i'm i'm gonna give you one that well you're gonna love this i'm gonna say right exercise mm -hmm. is the healthier one yeah this is this is it relates back I find that I can get away with way more digestively when I'm, when I'm not just physically active, but when I'm doing the right things for me. Right. And, and that's individual as well. Don't let anybody tell you what's right for you. Exactly. Like, I'm, I mean, I <laughs> take, take advice, but take it all under advisement. Right. Yeah. So for myself, when I talk about when I got that sort of last 20, 25% of my energy back, a lot of it was because I started working out at the gym. Yeah. 
which for me, that was a huge deal for me as, you know, a a composer, a musician and a a yogi, like to go to the gym. It's just like, what an accosting environment I found it to be, but I was completely addicted to it and in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. There's nothing that makes me feel better than going to the gym. Love it. I totally agree. Um, I, what's fun. I, most people know that listening to this, that I own a personal training studio. I actually do not work out at my own (laughs) because for my body, I have a lot of injuries and I have a lot of things. And for years I did CrossFit and I found that that while I love the actual workout, because I love pushing my body that way, it wasn't, my body wasn't responding to it. I wasn't getting the results that everybody around me was getting. I wasn't getting, um, I just wasn't feeling good. And I started doing pure bar. Um, and that's a combination of, of like Pilates and yoga and, and dance. And I used to dance uh, when I was in high school and I gotten away from that when I had my, 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 all my injuries. And now that I've been doing it, I, it's, it feels so right to my body. Like yeah. I would go to CrossFit and I, I did it consistently for quite some time, but this feels so right. And I could and just, I've been doing it for, I want to say a month, two months. I see more changes in my body in the two months that I've been in three years of doing CrossFit. And it wasn't that I wasn't pushing myself. It was mm-hmm. that this feels right for my body. So when you, which exactly. I've, I've, I actually did a podcast episode a long time ago on like, it doesn't matter that exercise, like everybody wants, like what's the, the latest and greatest. You just have to figure out what feels right for you. And for me, that's yoga and bar. I do those two things. And my body changes in ways that I was like, how is this even possible? I've been, I'm barely like, I'm barely moving, right? People think with, with the, what I'm doing, right? For my, for this particular thing, but it's just, you just have to find your thing. Love it. Yeah, well, and, and, or a multitude of things too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, I said, I love the gym the best, but I also love doing yoga and I love getting outside and hiking. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's the combo platter for sure. Yeah. And the main thing, you know, I, I think also we live in this culture where everything's more, you have to do more, you have to do more. Mm-hmm. And for some people with exercise, they actually, it's, and I'm so glad you told your story because some people have to do less. Yep. Yep. I for sure did. And it took me because I have the gym mentality a long time to admit to myself, this is not serving me. This is not yeah. serving my body. I need to change. I need to, I need to do it. I need to go just, you know, move a little bit and it's it sounds silly I know people think of like bar or yoga or these things or like walking but that has made the biggest change to my body so it may be different for somebody else like you're saying you needed to go to the actual gym so you're you're on the other end of the spectrum so it's just it just depends I think it's just it, well it does and at the same time I mean there's a lot to be said for walking I mean when you think about how we are like ancestrally mm-hmm. you know and yeah. for women it's just like no, men need to run women need to walk like yeah. a long ways <laughs> yeah no, it's oh i know we're going on so many tangents but i just love this <laughs> uh, i'm from originally from new york and i used to walk everywhere because that's what you do and when i moved to texas i stopped and i could tell the difference in my body um and i've been walking my dogs lately so just for 45 minutes to an hour and again with that with the bar it's just it's a totally it's what i need for you, it yeah like. it's a perfect combo for me like for yeah. me and I think it just takes a little trial and error to figure out the thing that's like, oh, this is it, you know? But, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I, what I really love 
hearing from you is that it's joyful. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that's, that's the thing that I would just love to leave your audience with like the food thing. It doesn't have to be not joyful. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, if it's not joyful right now, come talk to me because it yeah. can be joyful. <laughs> and, and at the same time, like the exercise thing should be joyful. Living should be joyful. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I know what, what's the point. If we're not trying, if we're not doing things that are joyful and making us happy and smile and that we, we wake up excited to do them. What's the point of doing them? Yeah. What's the point? Exactly. Love it. Thank you so much uh, for, you know, sharing everything that we shared. There was so much, <laughs> but it was so good. I feel like it was, you gave so much information. So like I said, all Holly's information will be in the show notes. We'll be on the, the landing page for this podcast. So you can check out everything there. Um, and if you, if you have any questions and you can't reach out or you want to get, you know, get more info, DM me, send me a message, and I will definitely connect you so that you can start your gutsy journey with Holly and get that going. And <laughs> who knows what you'll put out into the world when you get exactly. your gutsy. We can't we wait know. to see. <laughs> so thank you, Holly, for being with us. We really enjoyed you. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks for having me, Amy. No problem. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show so far, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to write a review. Also, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice to get updated on the next episode. The Happy Health Podcast is now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all other major podcast platforms. Flamenco guitarist. Holly is an Ayurvedic gut specialist, yogini, and flamenco guitarist 